It's the Brad Field Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction, servicing the entire state. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. This is a special storm-specific Brad Field Weather Podcast. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field, and Well, Brad, there was conversation in our previous podcasts. We could get this kind of a storm, and here we are. Dan, if this were in January, I would be categorically predicting two feet of snow for the entire state of Connecticut. I mean, the the storm track is perfect, but as it turns out, The fact that it's so late in the winter, it's mid-March, and we have these various things that are coming into play, but basically we can boil it all down to a marginal cold air supply. So there are a lot of unknowns here for me. For example, I don't know tomorrow if it's 35 or 36 and snowing heavily, if it's going to be able to accumulate. I do know that if it were January, it would be 26 and it would, accumulation would be no problem. It would, it would pile up readily. But because of the fact that these temperatures are going to be borderline and critical, We run into a whole load of other problems, too, Dan, that we'll discuss as we move along. Well, and we'll get to the watches and warnings in just a minute. We're putting this podcast together on Monday morning, March the 13th. But essentially, what you're saying is there are so many variables because we're in the month of March. Is that correct? Exactly. Uh, We've talked uh, a multitude of times here on the podcast, Dan, about how the... uh, the, the sun's angle is steepening, the days are lengthening, and the solar radiation can poke right through even in an overcast. So if it is snowing heavily, let's just say at noon tomorrow, Tuesday, March 14th, but the temperature is 33 or 34 degrees, it may be accumulating readily on grassy surfaces But the roads could just remain wet. This is sort of an unknown that I really uh, am not processing because we I've not had a lot of experience with these kind of storms that come so late in the season and they're perfect winter storms, but they're essentially coming in very late winter or early spring. So this is a, a very difficult situation. You know, you can sort of harken back to a few in the past, like um I remember the April 1st storm of 1997, and that did a tremendous amount of tree damage, Dan, in parts of the state. This could happen with this storm. Um, I remember a storm that came, I believe it was April 12th. I want to say April 12th of 1982, something like that. But that storm occurred in the middle of the night, so you didn't have to deal with the solar radiation and and the the snow was able to pile up. But 
let's just take that storm as an example. I think we got about, uh, I was in Providence, Rhode Island at the time, and I think we get about 16 inches of snow from that storm, but it's because it was nocturnal. Now, if that storm had occurred instead of being 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., if it occurred 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. instead of 16 inches, we might have gotten four because of the uh, the solar radiation coming through, the, uh, the, the lack of ability for the snow to accumulate with that solar radiation coming through. So, you know, I'm looking for this transition from rain to snow tomorrow, from northwest to southeast across the state, and from high elevations to low elevations across the state. But just how much it's going to be able to accumulate during the day with temperatures at or above freezing, that is the huge question. And something else to keep in mind, Brad, and you know this, you talked about the elevation. There's variations in elevation even within a region, and Litchfield County is a classic example. We live, as you know, in Torrington. We have no snow cover. Even after the storm the other day, it all melted. We've got family who live atop a mountain. They've got about six, seven inches of snowpack right now covering their ground. They got a a lot of snow on Friday into Saturday, so yeah. it's, it, it varies. It's variating within within the within the region itself. Exactly, Dan. Exactly right. And in a standard atmosphere, which the atmosphere never is, this is a theoretical standardization of the atmosphere. But in a standard atmosphere, the temperature drops three point seven degrees for every thousand feet of elevation, you go up. So, you know, you, you take Mount Washington, which is over 6,000 feet in elevation. So you are, get to the base of Mount Washington on a summer day, it might be 75 degrees and you decide you're going to hike to the summit. Well, you know, you, you take off four degrees for every thousand feet. So that's 6,000 feet, four times six is 24 degrees. So instead of the 75, it is at the base it might be 51 at the summit. So what you're wearing at the base ain't going to cut it at the summit. Now, the town I know best is the town I lived in for 34 years, which is the town of Granby, Dan. And it's exactly what you're saying about your friends on the mountaintop and whatever. Well, Granby is made up of three uh, different post offices. Granby Center, North Granby, and West Granby. Now, Granby Center is at about 250 feet of elevation. North Granby is at about 1,000 feet of elevation, but there are parts of West Granby that are about 1,250 feet of elevation. So you go from 250 in the center to 1,250 in parts of West Granby, Dan. That's a 1,000-foot variation in elevation. So tomorrow, we could see 35 degrees in Granby Center with it snowing like crazy and having a hard time of accumulating. Meanwhile, up in the mountains of North and West Granby, it could very well be snowing and 31 or 32 degrees there. So that's the difference with, with what you're seeing with your friends uh, on the mountaintop uh, in Torrington as compared to down at a lower elevation. It is all going to be about elevation tomorrow and also 
um, the, the farther north you go in the state as well. So the farther north you go in the state and the higher elevation, the uh, better chance of snow. And without keeping people waiting and, you know, what the hell is he saying here? Um, you know, there could be as little as nothing in Mystic and Stonington and that part of the state, Dan, uh, maybe a little slush at the end, that's it. But then you get up your way, Torrington and the high points north and west of Torrington within Connecticut, we could be talking 20 inches, maybe even a little more than that, of heavy, wet snow. And the implications that has for tree damage and for power outages is just incredible. We'll return to the Bradfield Weather Podcast in just a moment. But I want to talk about our storm-specific underwriter for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, Action Carpet and Floor Covering, located at 1394 Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury, Connecticut. Action Carpet and Floor Covering is a full-service, family-run flooring company offering everything from brand-name floor covering products to professional installation and cleaning services. Since 1993, Action Carpet and Floor Covering has served both residential and commercial customers throughout Connecticut and beyond. No job is too small. Action Carpet and Floor Covering values all customers, regardless of the size of the project. Whether it's carpet, area rugs, runners, tile, vinyl, LVT, LVP, laminate, engineered and solid wood, sanding and refinishing, radiant heating systems, mold and mildew remediation, water damage repair, professional installation, and professional cleaning services. Call Action Carpet today at 860-651-8406, 860-651-8406, or go online, action-carpet.com. That's action carpet.com Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. Brad, all that said, and again, we're putting this podcast together on the on the 13th of March. Let's uh, take a look at some of the watches and the warnings that are already being announced. Yeah, um, the winter storm warning is in effect, Dan, for heavy snow for Litchfield County, for Tolland County, and for Wyndham County. Where's Hartford County, you might ask? Well, what the National Weather Service I think is trying to show here is that Hartford County bounds the Connecticut River. So what they're trying to say here is the lower elevations of Hartford County, the places right along the river, like um, Hartford, like Windsor Locks, like East Windsor, like Enfield, on up to Springfield, may have less amounts because of this lower elevation. But once you get out into western Hartford County, places like Burlington, north to West Granby, North Granby, like I cited, and up to Heartland, they are going to behave like Litchfield County. And they are going to get that heavy, heavy wet snow. And you may be able to drive within a town. uh, And I'm picking Granby again because I know it like the back of my hand. You could get two or three inches in the town center. You could get a foot to a foot and a half in the hills. So you could drive literally 15 minutes 
and go from two inches to a foot and a half. Wow. That's it's it's crazy. It really is. Now we go ahead. Yeah, you had you had uh, asked about the the watches yes. and warnings that right. Hartford, because they don't know what's going to happen in these lower elevations, has a winter storm watch. A warning means it's imminent. A watch means, hey, we're keeping an eye on this. It could be, it could, it could require a warning at a later time. So that's what's going on in Hartford County. But even downstate, Dan, northern Fairfield, northern New Haven, northern Middlesex, northern New London, all have winter weather advisories. This is another facet of the storm, Dan. It's going to pile water into Long Island Sound. A coastal flood warning is in effect essentially from the Connecticut River west in Long Island Sound, where the water could get bottled up. Moderate coastal flooding is a possibility at the times of high tide tomorrow. There is a high wind warning in effect, Dan, not for us, thank God, but for eastern Massachusetts, down through Cape Cod, the Vineyard and Nantucket, winds could gust 50 to 60 miles per hour. I am looking for all sorts of rearranging of the beaches at Nantucket and uh, the Vineyard. I'm looking for much, much damage along the east-facing Massachusetts coastline from the northeast winds piling in. The major concern out your way, Dan, Western Hartfield, Hartford County and out your way, Litchfield County, is the snow load. The snow load. I mean, the 10 inches of snow, 15 inches of snow is going to hold water content double that. It is going to be the heart attack snow, shoveling snow. It's going to be very heavy, very wet. It's going to be snow paste. That's going to get to the tree branches. That's going to break the tree branches. That's going to cause power outages. So if you have a generator, make sure you have gasoline. Uh, because I do think that there will be power outages. Again, Dan, I'm highlighting my main area of concern for snow load, the high parts of Western Hartford County and all of Litchfield County. Okay. Well, let's uh, go to our On the Weather Map segment so you can give us an idea of this storm track. All right. Um, this morning, the storm is near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. And if you're a lifelong New Englander, you know that is a prime location for a nor'easter when the storm is near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. And it certainly is going to track in the direction of a major nor'easter. By uh, this evening, say 8 o'clock Monday evening, March 13th, the storm will be off the Delmarva. Delmarva stands for Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia, where they all sort of come together. That's called the Delmarva Peninsula, and that's where the storm will be this evening. Now, by 2 in the morning, the storm will be south of New England, and it will be intensifying. It will be uh, becoming a very strong storm. By 8 in the morning on Tuesday, March 14th, it will be south of Long Island. And then by 8 o'clock in the evening, it will drift to about Provincetown. So you see at the very tip of Cape Cod, so you see that it's not moving fast. So this will be a long duration storm. I would say basically from about 8 p.m. tonight to about 8 p.m. Tuesday night. So, uh, and again, Starting as rain, turning to snow northwest to southeast, 
starting as rain, turning to snow from high elevations to low elevations. So uh, that's what we've got on the timing. Um, now, if you're a, a weather geek, Dan, you don't always look at what's going on at the surface. You look in the upper atmosphere. We always talk about DZ, changes with altitude, changes with height through the atmosphere. The 500 millibar low and the 700 millibar low, which are miles up into the atmosphere now, are tracking in a perfect, perfect, perfect track for a major, major midwinter blizzard. But the fact that it's not midwinter anymore and the fact that there's only marginal cold air, all bets are off on that. So this storm has tremendous, tremendous bust potential. I always learned as a young meteorology student in the late 1970s that if you looked at the track of the 700 millibar low, that's mid-levels of the atmosphere, if it tracks like this, 2 in the morning tonight, Scranton, Pennsylvania, 8 in the morning tomorrow, New York City, 2 in the afternoon tomorrow, the eastern tip of Long Island, 8 p.m. tomorrow night, about 50 miles east of Boston. We were always told that if you take the track of that and go 50 to 100 miles to the north, that's where the heavy snow would be. So that would mean to me, northern Connecticut and the Berkshires of Massachusetts on up into the Worcester Hills. And I've seen some forecasts of, for the Berkshires, two feet to two and a half feet of snow. So uh, this thing is serious because, again, those two feet are not going to be, you know, the nice fluff. It's going to be heavy, wet, hard to move snow. So, uh, you know, even a snow lover, you got to kind of go gingerly with this one because if this thing can live up to its full expectations, it could be devastating. I mean, in where it hits with the snow load, um, in terms of tree damage, in terms of power outage, I mean, you could be talking about days without power type of thing. And that's not fun. So, uh, you know, th that's, that's basically it on the track, Dan. But I, I just want to hit home with the point that, you know, this in, in spots, in spots, not everywhere, is going to be very serious for different reasons. We'll get to timing and amounts in just a moment. But Brad, uh, as you look at all these variables, all these figures, all your computer readouts, et cetera, can you compare this to other storms in previous marches, previous months of March? I, I think, the, I, I, yeah, I think there are several uh, analogies, Dan, and even though it's not in March, I think the October snowstorm could be analogous, where within towns, because of elevation, there are tremendous variations. Uh, I do think it could be um, similar, similar to the March superstorm of 1993. 
Um, even though the March Superstorm of 1993 had a much more southern start, it started in the Gulf of Mexico. It came up, I mean, even Atlanta got crushed by that storm. This storm is starting more around Cape Hatteras, and it's going to, to move up. Um, now, we talk about the marginal cold air, but here's another wild card. Uh, there are storms, and I, I'm trying to think of the year this was. I think it was May of 1979 that we had snow in May. Yes. It was concentric where the precipitation was hardest on radar. It was snow. Then as you got to the edges, it doesn't matter if it's north, south, east, or west. When you got to the edges where the precipitation was letting up, it was rain. So I will say this. I think tomorrow, the heavier the precipitation comes down, the more likely it is to be snow. When it lets up, it'll be rain. This is called evaporative cooling. So in other words, what's happening is the precipitation coming down from the cloud is mixing colder air down to the surface. And the heavier it does it, the heavier the precipitation comes down, the more cold air will mix to the surface and the more it will allow for the precipitation to be snow instead of rain. But when it lets up, it may very well turn to very light rain. So, you know, that's a, another thing we're going to have to look out for tomorrow. We'll return to the Bradfield Weather Podcast in just a moment. I want to talk a bit about McAllen Construction, underwriters of the Bradfield Weather Podcast. McAllen Construction is a full-service construction company, women-owned, a small minority business, licensed with the state of Connecticut, and insured. McAllen Construction services the entire state of Connecticut and is on call 24-7, and that includes snow removal. And you heard Brad say we are going to get a snowstorm. McAllen Construction is licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer. Utility, carpentry, excavation, and snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction. Call McAllen Construction today at 203-758-3474. That's 203-758-3474. Or go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. That's McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllen Construction, your place for residential projects to snow removal. All right, Brad, as we uh, put all this together, uh, you've got uh, the timing of the storm, the snow amounts, your predictions, the National Weather Service's predictions. Uh, lay it all out for us. All right, I'll start, Dan, I'll start with the timing and then I'll go to my predictions so that, you know, people don't have to wait around for that. Uh, the, the timing of the storm is, I would say, the worst 24 hour period would be about 8 p.m. tonight. Now, does that mean you can't drive your car at 8 p.m. tonight? No, it does not. It does not. It may very well just be raining at your house. But from about 8 p.m. tonight, Monday night, to 8 p.m. Tuesday night, 
will be the main impacts of the storm as it tracks up the coast on that course from Cape Hatteras to basically Provincetown by uh, by Tuesday night. All right. So that's the worst of the storm. Again, we go from rain to snow. Again, the transition is northwest to southeast across Connecticut. It turns first in Canaan and Salisbury. It turns last in Mystic and Stonington. It turns first in high elevations, let's say over a thousand feet. It turns last at low elevations, let's say under 250 feet of elevation. So we've got all these different things going on. Now, I've tried my very best to factor in the sun's angle and the solar radiation and the heavy snow coming during the day and and all this different thing. I've come up with this. (laughs) These are my accumulations for the Connecticut shoreline, the I-95 corridor. This is Brad Field's prediction. I'm predicting one to three inches of snow mainly after dark, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. I'm predicting along the I-84 corridor uh, from from, uh, Danbury South, Waterbury South, Hartford South, and on out toward uh, the Northeast Hills. But there are a whole nother matter once we get up toward, you know, Willington and Union and, and that area. So, uh, but, but let's just say from Hartford to Danbury and a little South of, uh, I-84, I've got three to six inches of snow. It could snow a good part of the day tomorrow, but I think it's going to have a heck of a time sticking until very late in the day and in the evening. Now from the Connecticut river Valley, basically Hartford to Springfield up along I-91, I'm predicting four to eight inches of very heavy, wet snow. Again, it's going to come down like crazy at times. And people are going to think, why is this not accumulating? Because it's, it's melting almost as fast as it's coming down. So that's going to be a problem there. Now, once we get out into the Northeast Hills, out up toward, as I said, Willington and Eastford and Union and that that area, 8 to 12 inches of snow. Extreme Western Hartford County, Burlington, on up into parts of Granby, 8 to 12 inches of snow. Around and Northwest of Torrington, Dan, 12 to 18 inches of snow. Now, believe it or not, I'm at kind of the lower end of of predictions because there are higher end predictions for the storm. And and those are predictions not, are they coming from the National Weather Service? Yeah, it's that experimental thing that uh, we've done a few times this year from the National Weather Service. So again, you just heard my forecast. Right. This is the experimental. So in other words, the high end prediction, excuse me, what the National Weather Service thinks has about a 10% chance of coming to realization. Okay. Torrington, 21 inches. Can you imagine how crippling a heavy, wet snowfall of 21 inches would be? I can't imagine it. I mean, it would be crippling. It would be. Yeah. Uh, but that you've got about a 10% chance of that happening. 
Wow. Um, Waterbury, a foot. Hartford to Springfield, 10 inches. Remember now, I have four to eight for that area. Right. Um, Willimantic, out toward Yukon, eight inches. Shoreline, New Haven, five inches. And New London, three inches. These are the high-end predictions from the National Weather Service. Now, it's an experimental model. The low end, which means there's a 90% chance or better of getting more than this, a slushy inch along I-84, nothing to the south, a slushy inch along I-84, a few inches in the Northeast Hills, and six to nine inches in the Northwest Hills. So when you try to interpret the data, Dan, what that means for the Northwest Hills, including you, is that they are essentially saying, let's start with six to nine inches on the ground. That's a shoe in Now, can we get to 21? It'll be somewhere in there. That's what they're that's what they're saying essentially right. when you cut through all what what the the data how the data prints out and how the data reads. So um, I do think it's a serious issue for Litchfield County, for sure. Now after the storm, and this is going to be as you said a lengthy storm. What happens? Give us a brief overview of what happens after the storm. Okay. All right. After the storm, Dan on. Uh, Wednesday, it's drifting east of um, Provincetown and, and, and moving out into the Atlantic slowly, slowly. So I think we're going to have a cloudy, windy, kind of chilly day here on Wednesday. Uh, can't rule out there'll be some snow flurries around on Wednesday morning type of thing. Um, in terms of uh, schools, I think this is important. I didn't even mention this yet. Um, I do think a lot of them will be out tomorrow. Um, even if you wake up tomorrow morning and at your house, it's raining because the forecast is going to be for it to turn to snow. And I think the superintendents are not going to fool around with this because of the high end potential of this thing. They're not going to risk getting the buses out there and getting them stuck and and all that. So I do think that, uh, you know, the preponderance of schools are out tomorrow. And I do think there might even be delays around on Wednesday. And I mean, up your way, Dan, I mean, school could be canceled Wednesday, Thursday, right. Friday. I mean, it, it could be because of mainly because yep. of power outages, mm-hmm. no power in a lot of places, right. Right. but uh, the weather does look nice on Thursday and Friday, Friday, the high drifts off the, the coast. And we get into a, you know, a warming flow. It could, even with deep snow out your way, it could be up near 50 degrees. And then on Saturday, I think a low is going to track across central New England and move up into eastern Canada, yielding warm side precipitation here, which would mean rain, I think, on Saturday. Uh, and then by by Sunday, the low is up in eastern Canada and departing. So, um, you know, as, as is the case like late in the season, you do not expect that I'm going to predict a snowstorm and then three or four days later predict another snowstorm. That's not that's not going to happen. Um, you know, it, it's sort of a one and done here. Uh, th- this thing comes through, hits us and, and then uh, exits um, stage right. Um, I, there was one other thing I wanted to to show. I, I saw it here in my notes, but oh, uh, 
the odds. Yes. We like to do those odds right. before yep. we get to the um before we get to the actual uh forecast Dan. Um and I'll I'll start at I'll start at the the high end and work my way down. The odds of you getting 18 inches or more at your house, Dan, in Torrington, 11%. But still, uh, you know, I've got you in for 12 to 18. Um, the odds of you getting 12 are 51%. I mean, you can take those odds. Yep. That That's the... the uh, the odds of getting eight inches or more of snow, Torrington, 74%, Waterbury, 28%. The odds of getting six or more, Torrington, 83%, Springfield, 49%, Waterbury, 42%, Willimantic, 33%, and Hartford, 29%. Um, the odds of getting four inches or more of snow, which of course is plowable and, you know, it's going to be a, a kind of um, storm that we think back on that, you know, hey, it had some impacts around here. Torrington, 89% chance of that happening. Uh, Springfield, 67% chance, even in the valley. Uh, Waterbury, 59%. Hartford to Willimantic, 50-50. But along I-95, only a 10 to 20% chance. So again, um, the, the, the Brad Field prediction of snow amounts is 1 to 3 on the I-95 corridor, basically coming very late Tuesday and Tuesday evening, 3 to 6 along and south of I-84, north of Hartford up to Springfield in the valley. Enfield, for example, Long Meadow, for example, uh, four to eight inches of snow. Uh, Northeast Hills, eight to 12 inches of snow. Extreme Western Hartford County, eight to 12 inches of snow. Jackpotting you, Dan, 12 to 18 inches of snow. In Litchfield County. Yes, sir. Okay. Almost all of Litchfield County. Oh, okay. All right. Well, as we, again, put this together on Monday morning, March the 13th, we're going to put a lid on the podcast, wrap it all up by giving the forecast. What does your forecast look like? All right, Dan, it's just cloudy this afternoon. Temperatures between 38 and 44 degrees. Now, tonight, rain. It's going to slowly mix with snow in the higher elevations first of northwestern Connecticut first. Canaan, Salisbury, working down toward Torrington and Goshen. Then maybe by morning to Bradley and to Hartford type of thing. Um, but the rain converting to snow, northwest to southeast, high elevations to low elevations, 32 to 37 tonight. Now that rain changing to snow process continues during the day tomorrow going from Hartford eventually down to the Connecticut shoreline, uh, west to east along the shoreline too. It'll change in Stamford and Greenwich before it changes in Mystic and Stonington. So it's a longitudinal, easy for me to say, longitudinal thing 
uh, that'll be happening tomorrow too, from west to east. So the rain converting to snow, the whole process continuing, winds gusting to 40 inland, 50 to 60 on the Connecticut shore, especially late tomorrow and tomorrow evening. Tuesday night, snow tapering off and ending, still windy, 28 to 34. Wednesday, mostly cloudy and windy, 36 to 42. But here comes some nice stuff. Thursday, mostly sunny, 45 to 50. Friday, increasing clouds, 46 to 52. And Saturday, rain. Of course, that's our day for baseball tryouts for the whole team. 46 to 52 with rain. Did, did I tell you as a baseball coach, I hate being in the gym? <laughs> There's just something about a gym and baseball oh, that doesn't they, really. It uh, doesn't resonate. <laughs> it doesn't resonate. Not at all. No. So That's well, it, Dan. That's it. I mean, I mean, everybody stay safe through the storm. Yes, yes. Uh, as always, uh, throughout the whole winter season, thank you to McAllen Construction for their sponsorship. And thanks to Kevin and Stephen Blake over at Action Carpet for sponsoring us uh, during the big storms. For sure. And uh, like you said, Brad, to echo your thoughts to our podcast audience, be safe to you and Sandy. Be safe. And, well, we'll... It's not like we haven't faced a storm like this before, so we'll just hunker down and be ready. Dan, I'm mostly concerned about you and Susan and my friends in uh, the high spots of Hartford County and Litchfield County. And uh, I will, uh, you know, make sure you get your, you charge your phone up. Yes. Uh, And, you know, if you have fireplaces, bring in the firewood and and type of thing, because, uh, you know, power outages, I think, I think Eversource was predicting more than a hundred thousand outages they're right. predicting from they're looking at their models for this storm. By the way, all of that information is available at Bradfieldweather.com, including links to both Eversource and United Illuminating to follow the power outage maps. It's all there, the podcast, the daily forecast, the links to the, as I said, uh, utility companies just go to Bradfieldweather.com. And on that note, the Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction. McAllen Construction services the entire state, including snow removal, from the first dig to the last nail.